when looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. What up? Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh, gnarly! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I knew it, I'm surrounded by assholes. And good evening, friends! Tell you what's up. Based out of Atlantic City, New Jersey, Geek Time Entertainment runs exclusively along with different events in the area to strategize with their partners who will benefit with increased exposure and patron traffic. Geek Time Entertainment will work with your event in increasing the event's traffic via social media, radio, and storefront advertisements. Also, they will help increase business for your company and event with different sales incentives. Duh. Whether your event will be small or even mid-scale, Geek Time Entertainment is the group to work with. That's what I'm talking about. Contact them today at geektimeentertainment at gmail.com or facebook.com backslash geektimeentertainment. Oh my god, who the hell cares well folks we're here at monster mania with most people know her as marcy darcy or amy peterson uh obviously at this event it's amy peterson most people would recognize her uh amanda burse how we doing good nice to be here yes uh did you get any rest because of your travels uh late night and in the morning well i wanted to be here for all three days so in order to do that i needed to take a red eye but uh yeah i got a little nap and i'm i'm ready to go Freshed and yeah fed, fed ready and to that. meet everybody here in cherry hill well i guess i'll ask uh, the first question based on this then how many events like this do you usually do uh yearly well Fright Night sort of had a bit of a resurgence there with the 25th anniversary and then the 30th, and now I think we're on year 31. So the the number has kicked up a little bit. So I don't know that I have a number per year, but this was one of my very first ones that I, uh, Monster Mania, that I did probably 11, maybe even 12 years ago. I think it was, I remember seeing something about like 07 that you were. It was 07? It was uh, that late? I don't, okay, I don't know. Maybe so. I think that was one of the dates I've seen. You know seen, what? But. Then maybe it's only eight years ago, but it's been a while. So during that time, I mean, I, I guess I do a handful a year. 
I would okay. say. Well, because yeah. obviously when doing research and all, so you, you keep yourself pretty busy yeah. just because you may not be on screen, quote unquote, yeah, with the directing. And, right. Are you still teaching? I am, well? I am. I've Is that just where you're take, coming from? Yeah, I, uh, I live uh, in, in the Seattle area and I teach at the Seattle Film Institute. Uh, what, what do you... Uh, specifically work on when you're teaching? Um, I am the head of the Actors BA Completion Program, okay. so I teach acting uh, both as a basic acting and then in front of the camera. So there's a number of different courses. It's a great program. It's a five-course uh, BA Completion degree, so okay. we get you through pretty pretty quickly but very readily in terms of being prepared to have a professional career. Now, you know, because obviously, like I said, been doing some research on you and all, and you studied up in New York. Yes. Up at the Neighborhood Playhouse. Yes. Uh, With Sandy Sand Meisner. Yes. 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 Now, and there's two different styles that are known, Meisner and Strasburg's. Yeah. Uh, do you work on teaching those styles when you teach the class, or is that a whole different no. ball game when you're what doing the BA? No. What great questions you yes. ask. Um, as a matter of fact, that's what well, I teach is basic acting, which is a technique that I learned at the Neighborhood Playhouse under Sandy Meisner. It's called the Meisner Technique. And both he and and uh, Strasberg and you know, Stella Adler, uh, she was a a big part of the group theater as well, okay. and they all, you know, sort of went and, not all of them went and met Stanislavski, but they it's all the same uh, means to an end in terms of trying to get truth, living truthfully under imaginary circumstances. Then they sort of, as like rock bands do, they broke up and went their different ways. But um, the Meisner technique really worked for me as a young actor, and so that's what I teach to my um, my new class of actors as they enter the program in well, Seattle. Well, how long have you been teaching uh, so This far? is a new thing for me. This yeah. is this year, yeah. So okay. this is brand new, but they offered me the to uh, head the whole program, and I'm excited about it. Now, how are they, uh, as far as doing directing or coming to things, I guess, schedule-wise to allow you to do other things with your career? Well, that's why I had to take a red eye. Okay. Um, I try to have my schedule in terms of teaching sort of in the middle of the, the work week so that if I have a Friday or a Monday off, I'm, you know, I'm constantly in meetings as well. But typically, um, these uh, conventions are Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So those three days, I try to free myself up in order to be able to travel. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, directing. Uh, are you doing anything currently directing? I've heard, you know, obviously you got your start directing with Married with Children, yeah. doing episodes. But you've done stuff with uh, some of the, like, Nick, I believe I heard. And some of the other channels, like based well, I've directed on certain hundreds songs. of sitcoms since Married with Children that they gave me my start oh so yeah. many years ago. It's been 25 years behind the camera now. So, um, and mostly episodic half-hour comedy. But uh, quite a while back, I directed a show called Mad TV. Yes. And did six years on that, and then I created a show, another sketch show for the Logo Network called The Big Gay Sketch Show. Yes. I ran that for that three was what years. I was thinking about. And I just completed a, actually my first. Uh, half-hour comedy pilot that was broken up into five webisodes. It's technically my first web series. The same production goes into it, you know yeah. what I mean? You do it the same way, it's just the size of the screen that it ends up on. Yeah, true. Uh, well, obviously, I know uh, directing-wise, you tend to uh, enjoy, from what I've heard anyway, the multi-camera shoot. Uh, is there a reason you like that style when you're uh, filming something? 
or directing something? Well, that's what was prolific way back when, when Married with Children was on the air. So that's what I learned to do, not only from being on set as an actor in soap operas, they're shot multi-camera, but also sitcoms. And um, so that was the obvious transition. At the time, we weren't using digital media. It was beta, digi-beta. And so it was multi-camera videotape. And then I moved to multi-camera film, where they were using true film stock. Then when... Um, uh, High Def came into play, you know, everybody's pretty much doing that now. Uh, the series I just shot, Skirt, uh, Skirt Chasers, um, was single camera. So, you know, it's whatever the script dictates. I, I like my old school stuff, you know, I love, I grew up watching TV, I grew up watching multi-camera sitcoms, I kind of like that okay. formula, but, you know, I just go where the fun is. Exactly. Well, as far as directing's concerned, uh, when you're dealing with actors or talent or whatever crew, whatever angle you want to look at, uh, do you feel you have a little more credibility that people will listen to you because of having the experience on the stage or in front of the camera or the different things you've done over your career? Well, I mean, I think, you know, your, your track record speaks, speaks for itself, but I think initially people had a recognition with me because of Married with Children. And so it was a little bit like a, a nice calling card in a way that they they had some sense of me. So when I walked in the room, they're like, "Oh, okay, okay, we, I know her." A yeah, familiarity yeah, yeah. To you. Well, does that does that hurt you as well? Because of uh, when you're like, I don't know how involved you are with as far as hiring the actors and going through the process of with a project. Does that hurt you because you've been on the other side of the camera there, going for jobs and hoping you get the roles. Well, or... I'd like to think that I have a little more uh, compassion because it is, there's nothing good you can say about auditioning. It's just brutal. It really is. But it's a necessary evil of the business. Yeah. Um, this last project that I did, Skirt Chasers, I was very involved with the casting. Um, when I was working full time in Hollywood, which has been hasn't been that way for a long time, but when I was working full time and going show to show to show, um, I wasn't really involved with the casting process because I didn't have time. Yeah. I was on to the next. And of course they have casting directors and, and all of um, those different departments in place to sort of take care of that. But do you, do you think that's important for the director to have a say in if you have the time and availability? Oh yeah, I, it's a process I love and I, I was very much involved with the Big Gay Sketch Show which launched Kate, Ken, Kate McKinnon's career and uh, Julie Goldman and Stephen Garino, um, and I'm very proud of that because it's really wonderful to be able to hire people. You know, yeah. it's great. It's a great feeling. Now, uh, obviously, we're at a horror convention, as we said. Uh, Fright Night, and your role is Amy Peterson. Uh, I heard Tom Holland quote it that your role in particular was probably the hardest to cast. Did he ever? Uh, did you ever hear that? Obviously, over time, or uh, well, what, what have you heard know, about that? I only know that my experience was. I was 26 um, years old, okay, and I was playing younger. But I had, it was really interesting to be in the room and sitting next to real 16 and 17 year old girls, going, I don't know about this. But the character was has such a wonderful arc in the story in terms of what happens with her symbolically, you know, sort of 
um, being bitten and sort of pa that passage of life. So she has to transition into uh, a more worldly uh, young woman. And so I think he wasn't able to find that in younger actors because they just didn't have the life experience. But is that a, was that a good thing or make you feel no, it was No, 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 it was great. It's what worked for me that I had, you know, lived my life a little bit longer than most of these girls. You went girls. through school, you had training, you yes, had some Yes, and I had relationships. So it's sort of like, I know, I, you know, when you're talking about a, a, a love story, and that's really what it was, yeah. um, for both Charlie and Amy, it's a kind of puppy love, but also with, um, Jerry Dandridge's, you know, Jerry Dandridge, Chris Sarandon's character, that um, you need to be able to make those connections from a place in yourself that has some experience. Uh, well, obviously, what do you say? Obviously, we're at a horror convention here, but do you uh, find people uh, asking you about Fright Night more or Married with Children more? It's pretty split, no matter if it, I haven't, I've only done one Comic Con, but so usually when I'm at one of these, People come up because of Married with Children, but of course they they come because they're they're horror movie fans and they know Fright Night. So okay. yeah, yeah, because it's funny as far as Married with Children, it's it's amazing that it's still on syndication to to this day. Yeah, because it's like, never left the air. Yeah, because personally, I know I can say I watch it in the morning, getting ready to go to work. Thank to, you. Or go to the studio Love or whatever the that. case. Over on that TBS. TBS, send me that check, please. Thank you. Uh, you know, but does that amaze you this far out since it, that the show's still on the air in some form or fashion? It does. It does. It, the longevity has been... Um, it wasn't anything we, we could have predicted. And But I think because it's just a show to make you laugh, you really don't have to think. It's silly. It's goofy. It owns that. It owns that part of of the, the the way it's created and we had a good time making it so when you do that energy can come off the screen and people have a good time so watching it. So it definitely seems like it's last the, the test of time because of the structure I guess you would say with the family structure or you know like with the Bundys you know, and the neighbor and the whole. It just hit a nerve and you know again we started the Fox Network this was 1986 30 years ago we made the pilot this yeah. year. It got on the air in 87. So, you know, we're at 29 years when this launched. And this was just the beginning of the cable. Explosion uh, in, and the yes. boom. And nobody said, there, they said there would never be a fourth network. Well, showed you. Now yeah, it's it, considered, you know, one of the. Top. Well, and it's they, considered one of the big four, yeah. you know. And, and it, now they got spinoffs of FXX. Oh, and, everything. You know, it's like amazing. Everything, with, indeed. So, well, um, you know, the industry has changed so much. Uh, in well, the, the 35 years that I've been in it, that's a long time. Television is a relatively young industry. Yeah, so, since the 50s. So yeah, exactly. You think about it. And um, and I teach the, the history of uh, actually beginning in vaudeville and going to radio and going to television because a lot of my young students don't have that frame of reference. But for, I've been in the television industry for more than half the life of television itself. Which is scary, well, right? Well, it's scary, but it's well, also like I'm still here to tell stories and talk well, to you. You know, it's scary because you're only 32 years old, so how the hell did you pull that one off? Good one. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, there's I've heard rumors, and 
that there was possible a little bit of a you're isolated from some of the cast from Married with Children. Is is that true? Uh-huh. Is that um, that you kind there, of kept to yourself from? There's no. I mean, I'm I'm still in touch with Christina. I moved away from L.A. Yeah. But at the end of the run of the show, it's not it's not um, a secret that there was some distress and so there's in terms of some of the relationships there's no love loss there I don't dwell on that um, yeah. I love that I'm still in touch with Christina I ran into Katie years ago so I mean if the paths cross everything's fine but um, with one exception but yeah. uh, it was also I was really hopeful that there was a, a time when people were going to um, they were talking about doing a reboot of it okay. with Bud as the center character because he's now the same age as Al Bundy. Yeah. And I was very excited for David to have that opportunity, but apparently it's it's a little um, mired in, in um, legalities because one of the creators passed away, so they're dealing with estate issues. The last question would be, obviously... You have come out as a lesbian in 1993 yeah. and have been an advocate. Professionally. Which is, I've been yeah. a lesbian a lot longer well, than that. I, I <laughs> send her checks to uh, Seattle, to the school, no, for the professional side of things. No, but uh, you've been, which is awesome. You've been an advocate yes. for you know, the many of the different causes and the LBGT, if I have that right. Yeah, you do. Uh, yeah, because I always get the abbreviations. I know, there's a lot there's of initials. So many different, you know. I know, and it keeps growing. But no, I think it's great that you tried, you've tried. you been advocating for so long yeah. for the cause and everything. Uh, and obviously in recent years, there's been changes as oh, far as... Yes. great strides. Uh, you know, for, as far as the marriage and so yeah, many different for things. for equal rights. What's, you know, from what you've seen since you've been advocating for those kind of causes, uh, has probably been the biggest success or victory, would you say... Well, you know what? Uh, when I came out professionally, it was around the birth of my daughter. She's now 23 years old. Okay. And um, I joined forces with the Human Rights Campaign, the HRC, which is the largest lobbying group for, for equal rights for the LGBT community out of Washington, D.C., because they had acquired a day called National Coming Out Day. Okay. And it was October 11th, and I um, became their first poster child. Because back then, 23 years ago, it was so important, and it still is, to put a face to our community. Because it's been, it's just a known fact that when you, you're less likely to discriminate when you have a personal connection with someone. So if people say, oh, you know, I, I know that person, or I recognize that face. Oh, that's not scary. She's not scary. She's not going to do anything to me. Or whatever the fear or the, the hate, whatever the 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 distrust whatever it is the the lack of compassion that people had towards the LGBT community um, it helps to, to to quiet that and so now we've come a long way that that campaign doesn't really need the focus that it did once because the more and more people are out in the community there are many more faces in the entertainment industry in and, any industry and, and, yeah in any industry and so i see that as a as a real um uh, growth and evolution for the equal rights for LGBT people. Well, if people want to, obviously you're keeping busy directing, teaching, conventions, everything that we've talked about, uh-huh. and then some. Uh, if people want to find out what you're up to, what kind of projects you're working on, or whatever the case is, how can they find you uh, social media-wise? I'm, I'm still working on that, but <laughs> I do have a website, 
I'm going to rework it, but you can find me at amandaburst.biz. Okay. And, um, and, uh, but I'm going to get better and better at that because now that I'm hanging out with all these young uh, students who are, um, uh, it's second nature to them. It's not for my generation, hey, but Zoe, it's important, uh, and I want to I want to be in touch with people. So hey, hey, Zoe, I believe that's your daughter's name. Zoe, yeah. Zoe, uh, you're 23. You're of that uh, social media tech. Hook mom up. Yeah, well, she has. She's tried. Yeah, but we, you know, um, but uh, especially, it's it's a great way for personal promotion. Yeah, you know, it's it's such a tool in the entertainment industry. So. I, I plan to take better advantage of it. Well, thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you. It's a pleasure. What a lovely list of questions. I really enjoyed talking with you. With over 30 years of experience and a superb reputation for being a detail-oriented company, Lacey Cleaning has some of the highest work standards in the cleaning business. That's the fact, Jack! Whether it's carpet cleaning, tile, grout cleaning, new construction cleanup, rental turnovers, vent and duct cleaning, odor elimination, office and or business cleaning, power washing, residential cleaning, you name it, they do it. Check them out. To contact them today, LaceyCleaning at gmail.com or call them at 609-709-8536. That's what I'm talking about.